<laughs> oh dear, right. We are going through Psalms at the moment, not one by one, uh, which would take quite some time. Um, but a few people, different people are going to be speaking over August. And uh, I'm going to be speaking from Psalm 133, Psalm 103 this morning. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Psalm 103. If I can just uh, be personal for a moment, because I'm usually not that personal. Um, I would really appreciate your prayers at the moment. There's lots going on, lots of different things happening. Um, had a really busy week, lots of things happening with the building. So please pray for myself and Gaz and Audrey and the rest of the, the leadership team with all the stuff to do with the building. If you're not signed up to the church website, who, who is signed up to the church website? Okay. Now, if you're not signed up to the church website, I just want to encourage you, we're not going to talk a lot about the building on Sundays because if you're signed up to the website, what we can do is we can give you all that information about what's happening with the building through that. So, if you are not signed up, you're a part of this church, I want to encourage you, even right now whilst I'm talking, if you've got a smartphone, I give you permission to go on the smartphone, you know, my talk may not be that interesting, signing up to the website might be more fascinating than might, no, it's not going to be that, that bad. Um, www.kingschurchportsmouth.co.uk sign up to the church website today today because this week we're going to be sending you some stuff about the building and what is happening bless the Lord oh my soul can you read that at the back at some point we're going to get some screens going on down the building but it's a four year process to get to that point and it costs £3,000 to get permission. But, okay, no, it's not that much. It's fine. But we will get some screens. But if you've got a Bible, bring your Bible to church and you can read along. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Two things here. First of all, was that you this morning? Was that a description of your worship and your praise? That you bless the Lord with all that is within you. I'll take the silence to mean that it wasn't, and you could have given a little bit more. But we want to be a church, don't we, that is giving God everything in our praise. The second thing here is that if you ever, if you ever forget to say grace, it's okay. Because you eat, you eat the food, bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me. Yeah? It's not a problem. Thank you. Bless the Lord. <laughs> That's not, that's not so much of a theological point, that second one. Anyway. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. How many people know here today that when Jesus came into your life, he brought some benefits? I'm not talking government benefits, those kind of benefits. I mean, they're pretty good. Um, I'm talking amazing wonderful, incredible, supernatural, life-changing benefits that God brings into our life. He changes our life and he turns it upside down and inside out, from black to white, from up to down, through the benefits that he brings. And we're going to talk about just one of those benefits this morning. Verse 3, who forgives all your iniquity. If you don't understand the word iniquity, don't worry. We will come back to that in a second because we're going to focus in on that verse. Who heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit. How many people here felt a little bit down and out? 
before Jesus came. Yeah? Jesus, he redeemed our life. You can imagine... um, I'm just going to make it up this morning as we go along. Um, you can imagine, just a story came into my head there. You can imagine somebody who is struggling, struggling financially, really finding things difficult. And uh, day by day, week by week, month by month, some of you don't have to imagine this, we, we struggle financially. But this person, as time goes on, their finances get tighter and tighter. It's more of a struggle. And they begin to sell things off. But in the family, there is a ring, and this, this ring has been in the family for generations. It's something that great, great, great grandfathers and mothers passed down from generation to generation. And this person, the one thing they have left of value is the ring. And one day, things get so desperate, so much of a struggle, that they walk into cash converters And they're there in cash converters. I've never been in cash converters to sell things, but let's just imagine the guy behind the counter, you know, that the ring is worth tens of thousands of pounds. And the guy says, I'll give you 200 quid for it. You can buy it back in three months for 300 quid. Well, the deal is done. A few months later, the person is distraught because they don't have the means to buy the ring back and they're passing by cash converters and the man because it has not been bought back because it has not been redeemed cash converters has put it in the window for 10,000 pounds can you imagine being that person right there you don't need to imagine because spiritually that's what our lives was like that you know, we tried to get ourselves out of situations that were weighing down on us, but we couldn't. And, and, and in a sense, we sold everything that we had. But then a friend comes along, and he goes into cash converters. He gets out his checkbook or his debit card. It wouldn't be a credit card because this is Jesus. It's a debit card. It doesn't need credit. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Told you I'm making it up as I go along. <laughs> and he's got his Barclays debit card because all the best people bank at Barclays. <laughs> and he, and he, takes, he, takes you, he takes you, the person, in with him. And he says, I'll buy that ring back. And not only will I buy you that ring back, but I will buy you your car back, your house back, your furniture back, your dignity back. Now, this isn't a story about finances. This is a story about the condition of our soul and about how we get to a place that is so poor and so destitute. But Jesus comes and he redeems us, yeah? And he buys back everything that the enemy has taken and a million times more because he is a God who pours his benefits into our lives and crowns you. You are a prince, and a princess today. Because God has crowned you. Crowned you with steadfast love and mercy. I mean, the queen has got a poxy gold thing. But Jesus, he crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. How awesome is that? Who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. How many people need some, some youth today? Woo! 
The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. Verse 8, the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger. Do we have any people here this morning like, like me? You struggle a little bit with anger? You think I'm the most calm, sedate person, don't you? Well, I may not sedate as you're looking at me right now, but man, I get angry sometimes. But God is slow to anger. Thank you, Lord, that you're slow to anger with me and abounding in steadfast love. Verse 10, he does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. What a great psalm to read. I mean, if you're feeling discouraged this week, crack open your Bible in the middle and read Psalm 103. We need to remind ourselves of what God has done for us. Sometimes we forget, we become complacent, we become familiar with all the blessings that God has brought into our lives. And for those of us who who know Jesus and love Jesus, we need to remind ourselves every day of all the benefits that he brings. For those who, who are maybe here this morning, and you would say, well, I don't really know Jesus, can I tell you that the gospel of Jesus is good news? It's great news. I mean, sometimes the church has done a terrible job at presenting this amazing, wonderful news. You know, we think that, that, that Jesus, you know, it, it's, it's all about religion and, you know, I've got to try harder and I've got to go to church and I've got to be a, a better person. Can I ask you a question? Does that sound like good news? If, I, if your boss came to you tomorrow and said, you are really slacking, you need to try harder. Is he the bearer of glad tidings? Is he the bearer of good news? Of course not. If I was to come to you this morning and I say, do you know what? I have got 10,000 pounds I want to give you today. Yeah? <laughs> Woo! Good news, you see. Already, people are getting excited on the front row. And I said, you know what? You don't have to do anything for it. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to, to be a good person. I'm just going to give you something. Well, this is, this is the message of Jesus Christ, that he wants to give you something This morning, something much better than £10,000, he wants to give you forgiveness. How many of us need forgiveness? Man, I need forgiveness every single day. Every day. There are things that I know where I've fallen short, things that are not good in my life. My God, you forgive me. It says here in Psalm 103 that as far as the east is from the west, that's how far he removes our sins. Now, we tend to think maybe spherically. You kind of think, well, you know, Japan is a long way away from like the west coast of America if you go around that way. But, but I think the writer here, David, is, is thinking linear, linearly. Is that a word? doesn't really matter. I think you get what I'm saying. He's saying, 
As far as the east is, is, is that way in a line, to the west is that way in a line, that's how far God removes our sins from us. That's really cool, isn't it, guys? Are you thankful that, that God doesn't recall your sin? That once you've gone to him, and once you've confessed your sin to him, once you've invited the, the, the work and the power of Jesus Christ to come into your life, that forgiveness comes, that God hasn't got a filing cabinet with your sins in. You know, when you go to God in the morning, you say, God, I'm so sorry for getting angry this morning. God's not in heaven thinking, wow, this sounds familiar. Wow, Gareth, this week you've already got angry three times according to my filing cabinet. Back in 1998, you were going through a very dark patch then. And wow, you got, you got angry 532 times before breakfast one morning, you know. <laughs> I mean, he, he hasn't got a big database or a big filing cabinet. God threw your filing cabinet away. That's cool, isn't it? Or, you know, a bit like a, maybe a whiteboard, you know, with a whiteboard where sometimes you rub off what's on the whiteboard. You more do it like that, really, not like that, because you'd be doing it from behind then. But you'd kind of you'd wipe off the whiteboard. But, you know, sometimes you can see what was written on the whiteboard. Yeah? It's, it's still there and it's faint. But when God cleans your spiritual whiteboard, he takes the blood of Jesus Christ which cleanses all sin, and he wipes it clean. And it's almost like now the whiteboard has got like a chemical property on it that you can't even write on it anymore. How cool is that? As far as the east is from the west. Now, I don't think, that, I don't think it's that God forgets our sin. Some people say that, oh, God forgets. The thing is, I struggle with that a little bit because God knows everything. God is omniscient. It means he, he went to the science museum yesterday because it was Elijah's birthday. Omniscient means God knows everything. But I think this thing of, of, of recall is so powerful. It's not like God just you know, doesn't know something, but he chooses not to remember it. You know, when you go and sit for an exam, what are you trying to do? You're trying to, to, to recall, remember, bring up. Maybe you do bring up if you're feeling a bit nervous, but you're trying to, 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 to recall, remember what you have been taught. You're trying to use again the information that is there. So God makes this choice. It's not so much that he, he just kind of forgets and it's no longer there. But he will never, ever, ever, ever talk about your sin again. He will never bring it up again. There is a person who likes to bring it up time and time again. And his, his name is the adversary. He is Satan. And he brings up that stuff time and time again. But God just says, forgotten. Forgotten. No longer relevant. I was sharing last week. I'm not sure if Adam and Zoe know this story yet, but... I really love Adam and Zoe. And um, isn't it good to see Mr. and Mrs. Roseblade back in church? <laughs> Woohoo! 
Fantastic. I wonder what they've been doing the last few weeks. Um, so um, I really love, I really love Adam and Zoe. And let's not go there. We just did, I think. Anyway, um, I really love Adam and Zoe. And, to, and, and it's a little sign of my love. Um, I was saying last week that on, on Wednesday, and if you guys know this, I got a little letter from Worcester Police, I think it was, suggesting I was traveling a little bit too fast. On Thursday, I got a letter from Gloucester Police saying the same thing. And then on Friday, I got another letter from Worcester Police saying in the very same spot, I was possibly the car was going a little bit too fast. Now, that goes on the database. That's not going to be forgotten for some time. But does it, does it maybe suggest to you that there may be a little bit of a deeper problem there within me? Yeah? Yeah, I was a big amen there from the front. Um, there's not just, oh, somebody wants to say something now. We're getting, we're getting interaction now. Oh, okay, yeah. We won't go there. Yeah, won't go there. Anyway, so, um, so, maybe there's a little bit of a deeper problem within me than just the ticket. And actually, the, the police are suggesting to me there's a bit of a deeper problem because they want to take me on a little course and they want to, they want to re-educate me. Now, here's an amazing thing because as far as the East is from the West, so far... He removes our transgressions. A transgression is something you do. It's an action. Okay? But also, in verse 3, it says, Who forgives all your iniquity. The word there is speaking about who you are. It goes deeper than just what you do. But actually, God, his, his forgiveness and his work is stronger that it changes who you are. That with my speeding thing, I don't just need to pay the fine, but I need to have something happen within me that changes my attitude towards my driving. Transgression, it's our action. It's our outward movement, if you like. It speaks of our hand, where iniquity, it speaks of our heart our inward motivation. In Romans 7, Paul has this, and this is before the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ comes into his life, and we need to read, read it in that context. But Paul, in, in Romans 7, he, taught, he, he puts it like this, there are lots of things that I want to do, and it, it, you know, however hard I try, I can't seem to do it. And there are lots of things that I don't want to do. I know it's wrong. But however hard I try, I keep seeming to do that thing over and over again. And he tells us in the wonderful book of Romans that there is something deeper in our lives, a deeper problem than just our actions. There is a deeper problem, that's our heart. That we're all messed up. That's the encouraging news this morning. That's actually what the word iniquity means. It means not to be equal. There is a problem in our lives that, that God's holiness is here and our level of holiness and righteousness and, and doing good is not, well, we can't even compare it because we are so f- bottomed out with our levels of goodness. Can you turn to
to the person next to you and can you say to them, you are so ungodly. Okay. Maybe that's actually your, your action for this week. Maybe you can find somebody and just say to them, you are so ungodly. No, I'm only kidding. Anyway, so um, we have this problem in our lives, and this is what, this is what I'm talking about this morning because this is what baptism is all about. We have this problem in our lives, and it's called sin. We tend to think of sin as just the things that we do, but sin is much bigger than that. It's who you are. Paul tells us that we are born into sin. Have you noticed how kids just do naughty things? Has anybody here got any kids that, you know, you had to teach them how to be bad? You don't, you don't need to t- teach kids how to be bad. They just know it. And it's because there's something within them. There's something within all of us that is ungodly, and it's called sin. Paul tells us that sin came into the world through somebody called Adam. Not this Adam, but another Adam. And because of what Adam did, we are all immersed into this problem called sin. But in our lives, it's not just about, not just about what we do, but it's about who we are. It's about the motivations, the darkness in our heart. Um, well, let's go back to that thing of anger. You, you know, maybe one day you smack somebody on the nose. That's, that's a wrong action. But it comes from a deeper problem within here, of, of uncontrollable anger, of bitterness, of rage. Maybe, guys, we're, you know, we're struggling what we're looking at. That's the action, but the Bible tells us there's a, there can be a deeper problem within us called lust. Maybe that you're struggling to treat somebody well. That's the action, but actually within you there's, there's unforgiveness and bitterness and stuff that is there. Maybe through pain and, and, and tough stuff in your life, but there, there, is, there is a problem, and it's called sin. And this is the great thing that we're celebrating today, that as... As we're baptizing Sam and Kirsty, water's a wonderful thing, isn't it? And I, I was just thinking this morning, it's a great thing that we actually have water to wash in. I mean, you know some people in the world are struggling today to find water to drink. Today we can have a fairly clean pool. Um, it's a little bit cold this morning for us to baptize Sam and Kirsty. But water is a great picture because water is washing, it's cleansing, it speaks of purity. And where we all were baptized, immersed, surrounded by sin, today what we're celebrating, that through the power of the cross, watch out front row. Everybody. Every single one of us, every single one of us, Billy Graham, he, he, he was in sin. Mother Teresa was in sin. They would say this to you. I'm not, you know, 
putting something on them that they wouldn't admit to themselves. They, they were here today. They would say, like the Apostle Paul, do you know what? I was probably the worst sinner of all. I was baptized into this thing of sin. But thank you, Jesus. Oh, I thought a little pre-baptism there. Thank Jesus. And they're not sinking because they're plastic, so that really ruins the illustration there. But um, that through what Jesus has done, he doesn't just deal, he doesn't just say, I forgive you. I, 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 I choose not to recall the stuff that you've done wrong. Baptism speaks of a much greater work than that. Jesus says, I will change who you are. I would take away that rotting, stinking heart and I would give you a new heart. I would change you beyond recognition. And for those of us who know Jesus, for, the, for, the, for the, the battles that sometimes we have with sin, you need to understand this. You need to understand this because sometimes we're battling and we're battling and we're battling. How does transformation come? It comes through the renewing of our mind. And first of all, you need to understand that Jesus has changed who you are. That a holy life begins from that point. Not that we will ever be perfect, but we are changed beyond recognition. So as we baptize Sam and Kirsty today, we're celebrating that they were in sin, but now they are new. Now they are clean. That the old Sam and Kirsty is gone and that the new Sam and Kirsty, with the power of Jesus within them, is here today.